0: story 20 of lucy maud montgomery short stories 1907 to 1908 this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by vince d lucy maud montgomery short stories 1907 to 1908 by lucy maud montgomery story 20 the old fellow's letter "'Ruggles and I were down on the old fellow. It doesn't matter why, and since in a story of this kind we must tell the truth no matter what happens, or else where is the use of writing a story at all. I'll have to confess that we had deserved all we got, and that the old fellow did no more than his duty by us. Both Ruggles and I see that now, since we have had time to cool off. But at the moment we were in a fearful wax at the old fellow, and were bound to hatch up something to get even with him.' Of course the old fellow had another name just as ruggles has another name he is principal of the frampton academy the old fellow not ruggles and his name is george osborne we have to call him mr osborne to his face but he is the old fellow everywhere else he is quite old thirty-six if he's a day and whatever possessed sylvia grant (laughs) but there i'm getting ahead of my story most of the cads like the old fellow even ruggles and i like him on the average the girls are always a little provoked at him because he is so shy and absent-minded. But when it comes to the point, they like him too. I heard Emma White say once that he was so handsome. I nearly whooped. Ruggles was mad because he's gone on M. For the idea of calling a thin, pale, dark, dreamy-looking chap like the old fellow handsome was more than I could stand without guffawing. Em probably said it to provoke Ruggles. She couldn't really have thought it. Mickey, the english professor now if she had called him handsome there would have been some sense to it he is splendid big six-footer with magnificent muscles red cheeks and curly yellow hair i can't see how he can be contented to sit down and teach mushy english literature and poetry and that sort of thing it would have been more in keeping with the old fellow there was a rumor running at large in the academy that the old fellow wrote poetry but he ran the mathematics and didn't make such a foozle of it as you might suppose either. Ruggles and I meant to get square with the old fellow, if it took all term—at least we said so—but if Providence hadn't sent Sylvia Grant walking down the street past our boarding house that afternoon, we should probably have cooled off before we thought of any working plan of revenge. Sylvia Grant did go down the street, however. Ruggles, hanging halfway out of the window as usual, saw her and called me to go and look. Of course i went sylvia grant was always worth looking at there was no girl in frampton who could hold a candle to her when it came to beauty as for brains that is another thing altogether my private opinion is that sylvia hadn't any or she would never have preferred (laughs) but there i'm getting on too fast again ruggles should have written this story he can concentrate better sylvia was the latin professor's daughter she wasn't a cad girl of course she was over twenty and had graduated from it two years ago but she was in all the social things that went on in the academy and all the unmarried professors except the old fellow were in love with her micky had it the worst and we had all made up our minds that sylvia would marry micky he was so handsome we didn't see how she could help it i tell you they made a dandy looking couple when they were together well as i said before i toddled to the window to have a look at the fair sylvia She was all togged out in some new-fold duds, and I guess she'd come out to show them off. They were brownish, kind of, and she'd a spanking hat on with feathers and things in it. Her hair was shining under it, all purply black, and she looked sweet enough to eat. Then she saw Ruggles and me, and she waved her hand and laughed, and her big blackish-blue eyes sparkled. But she hadn't been laughing before, or sparkling either. I'd thought she looked kind of glum, and I wondered if she and Mickey had had a falling out. I rather suspected it, for at the senior prom three nights before she had hardly looked at Mickey but had sat in a corner and talked to the old fellow. He didn't do much talking; he was too shy, and he looked mighty uncomfortable. I thought it kind of mean of Sylvia to torment him so when she knew he hated to have to talk to girls. But when I saw Mickey scowling at the corner, I knew she was doing it to make him jealous. Girls won't stick at anything when they want to provoke a chap. I know it to my cost for Jenny Price <laughs> oh. But that has nothing to do with this story. Just across the square, Sylvia met the old fellow and bowed. He lifted his hat and passed on, but after a few steps he turned and looked back. He caught Sylvia doing the same thing, so he wheeled and came on, looking mighty foolish. As he passed beneath our window, Ruggles chuckled fiendishly. I've thought of something, Polly," he said. My name is Paul. Bet you it will make the old fellow squirm. Let's write a letter to Sylvia Grant, a love letter, and sign the old fellow's name to it. She'll give him a fearful snubbing and we'll be revenged. But who'll write it? I said doubtfully. I can't. You'll have to, Ruggles. You've had more practice. Ruggles turned red. I know he writes to M. White in vacations. I'll do my best, he said quite meekly. That is, I'll compose it. But you'll have to copy it. You can imitate the old fellow's handwriting so well. But look here, I said, an uncomfortable idea striking me. What about Sylvia? Won't she feel kind of flattish when she finds out he didn't write it? For of course he'll tell her. We haven't anything against her, you know. Oh, Sylvia won't care, said Ruggles serenely. She's the sort of girl who can take a joke. I've seen her eyes shine over tricks we've played on the professors before now. She'll just laugh. Besides she doesn't like the old fellow a bit i know from the way she acts with him she's always so cool and stiff when he's about not a bit like she is with the other professors well ruggles wrote the letter at first he tried to pass it off on me as his own composition but i know a few little things and one of them is that ruggles couldn't have made up that letter any more than he could have written a sonnet i told him so and made him own up he had a copy of an old letter that had been written to his sister by her young man I suppose Ruggles had stolen it, but there is no inquiry too close into these things. Anyhow, that letter just filled the bill. It was beautifully expressed. Ruggles' sister's young man must have possessed lots of ability. He was an English professor, something like Mickey, so I suppose he was extra good at it. He started in by telling her how much he loved her and what an angel of beauty and goodness he had always thought her. How unworthy he felt himself of her and how little hope he had that she could ever care for him and he wound up by imploring her to tell him if she could possibly love him a little bit and all that sort of thing i copied the letter out on heliotrope paper in my best imitation of the old fellow's handwriting and signed it yours devotedly and imploringly george osborne then we mailed it that very evening the next evening the cad girls gave a big reception in the assembly hall to the academy alumna who was visiting the greek professor's wife it was the smartest event of the term and everybody was there students and faculty and of course sylvia grant sylvia looked stunning she was all in white with a string of pearls about her pretty round throat and a couple of little pink roses in her black hair i never saw her so smiling and bright But she seemed quieter than usual, and avoided poor Mickey so skilfully that it was really a pleasure to watch her. The old fellow came in late, with his tie all crooked as it always was. I saw Sylvia blush and nudged Ruggles to look. "'She's thinking of the letter,' he said. Ruggles and I never meant to listen, upon my word we didn't. It was pure accident. We were in behind the flags and palms in the Modern Languages room, fixing up a plan how to get Em and Jenny off for a moonlit stroll in the grounds. These things required diplomacy, I can tell you, for there are always so many other fellows hanging about. When in came Sylvia Grant and the old fellow arm in arm. The room was quite empty, or they thought it was, and they sat down just on the other side of the flags. They couldn't see us, but we could see them quite plainly sylvia still looked smiling and happy not a bit mad as we had expected for just kind of shy and radiant as for the old fellow he looked as m white would say as sphinx-like as ever i'd defy any man alive to tell from the old fellow's expression what he was thinking about or what he felt like at any time then all at once sylvia said softly with her eyes cast down i received your letter mr osborne any other man in the world would have jumped or said my letter or shown surprise in some way but the old fellow was a nerve he looked sideways at sylvia for a moment and then he said kind of dryly ah did you yes said sylvia not much above a whisper it-it surprised me very much i never supposed that you-you cared for me in that way could you tell me how i could help caring said the old fellow in the strangest way his voice actually trembled. I I don't think I would tell you if I knew, said Sylvia, turning her head away. You see, I don't want you to help caring. Sylvia! You never saw such a transformation as came over the old fellow. His eyes just blazed, but his face went white. He bent forward and took her hand. Sylvia, do you mean that you, you actually care a little for me, dearest? oh sylvia do you mean that of course i do said sylvia right out i've always cared ever since i was a little girl coming here to school and breaking my heart over mathematics although i hated them just to be in your class why why i've treasured up old geometry exercises you wrote out for me just because you wrote them but i thought i could never make you care for me i was the happiest girl in the world when your letter came today sylvia said the old fellow i've loved you for years but i never dreamed that you could care for me i thought it quite useless to tell you of my love before will you can you be my wife darling at this point ruggles and i differ as to what came next he asserts that sylvia turned square round and kissed the old fellow but i'm sure she just turned her face and gave him a look and then he kissed her anyhow there they both were going on at the silliest rate about how much they loved each other and how the old fellow thought she loved Mickey and all that sort of thing. It was awful. I never thought the old fellow or Sylvia either could be so spoony. Ruggles and I would have given anything on earth to be out of that. We knew we'd no business to be there, and we felt as foolish as Flatfish. It was a tremendous relief when the old fellow and Sylvia got up at last and trailed away, both of them looking idiotically happy. Well... "'Did you ever!' said Ruggles. It was a girl's exclamation, but nothing else would have expressed his feelings. "'No, I never,' I said. "'To think that Sylvia Grant should be sweet on the old fellow when she could have Mickey. "'It passes comprehension. "'Did she—did she really promise to marry him, Ruggles?' "'She did,' said Ruggles gloomily. "'But I say, isn't that old fellow game?' tumbled to the trick in a jiff.' never let on but what he wrote the letter never will let on i bet where does the joke come in polly my boy it's on us i said but nobody will know of it if we hold our tongues we'll have to hold them anyhow for sylvia's sake since she's been goose enough to go and fall in love with the old fellow she'd go wild if she ever found out the letter was a hoax we have made that match ruggles he'd never have got up enough spunk to tell her he wanted her and she'd probably have married mickey out of spite well You know, the old fellow isn't a bad sort, after all, said Ruggles. And he's really awfully gone on her, so it's all right. Let's go find the girls End of the Old Fellow's Letter Recording by Vince D